Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and surname FC. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of Insert Name FC. And with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, Ed Robles. Hey, what's up, guys? Episode 65. Um, crazy that we're, we're still here. But here we are. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, so how was your Thanksgiving, Edward? It was all right. I got to spend it with my kids. We didn't do turkey. We just did chicken. And I mean, because turkey, I think, takes longer to get I mean, ready. I feel, uh, I feel like not many people do turkey, to be honest. As far as like, I don't know about, about uh, like, obviously, I can only speak for people within our, our culture. Um, at least the people that I know personally, like I, I didn't hear anybody say, yeah, we had turkey. So I yeah, mean, I, I mean, I didn't either. I had, so. I think I had turkey. Um, cause I mean, I, I went to my dad's house and I had Thanksgiving at my dad's. Um, I know I had ham. I feel like I like ham more than I like turkey. Um, for Thanksgiving. That's probably just me. But anyways. Well, no, nah, me. Uh, I mean, personally, I, I, to be honest, I didn't even have even the chicken or the turkey or any of the fixings or nothing. Like any. Uh, personally, I would have loved having pecan pie or apple pie, but couldn't even get that. So I just stuck with spaghetti and meatballs. Made it for the kids because that's what they wanted. That was a Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, yeah. You had a, a very Italiano <laughs> Thanksgiving, um, but that's cool though. Um, did you knock out any Black Friday shopping? Yeah, I did. Uh, a lot of the places actually had a lot of stuff online. Amazon, of course, uh, Target, um, uh, fuck, uh, Walmart, um, Tea Turtle. Tea Turtle is actually pretty fun if you don't know about it. Um, they have like all these cutie wooty like t-shirts and like stuff. They're but they're like pretty expensive. But like even today for Cyber Monday. Um, they're they're pretty pretty good deals going on, and then um, uh, oh yeah, I did. Uh, since I'm starting to gonna start working out again, that made no sense. Um, besides soccer, um, start lifting weights and stuff like that. I did buy like protein and pre workout all over again, and then if you spend it was a Redcon, the Redcon one, the ones from Total War. They uh, if it's like if you spent fifty bucks, you got like a duffel bag and all kinds of different other pre workouts and uh, something else, t shirts and stuff. It was like one hundred and thirty five dollars worth of stuff for free. So I was like, screw it! I just bought 
protein and pre-workout and then i got all this other more pre-workout for free i was like cool i was like well if you want to throw over that double bag on my way so i can use that for soccer um <laughs> really appreciate it yeah because uh, uh that arsenal bag is not helping me <laughs> really shit it's, yeah. it's it's a little too much and then my phone is dirty just because obviously like there's dirt from my shoes um, oh, so bro, let me tell you something. I mean, that's how I do with my duffel bag, and I dump everything in there. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I would take more advantage of the side pockets for at least for to put my phone in there. Trick, trick there. There's no side pockets on it. It's literally just one whole bag on the inside. Well, that's unfortunate. But I mean, I'll still, I'll still just send it my, send it my way if you could. <laughs> All right, sounds fair. Sounds fair. But yeah, so um, yeah, obviously this is the first episode. We're back. In, it, it's Friday, you know. Obviously, we drop these episodes on Friday, so I know that this is the first episode of December. So, um, obviously, you know, we record these shows on on Monday, but we know that this is the first episode of December. So, and it's crazy to think that essentially, I it's one, I'm one week away from from turning thirty. Um, yeah, that's that's happening. Thirty. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm officially leaving leaving my twenties in a week. Uh, we'll have one more episode, so you, there's there's still gonna be that. Um, but yeah, so we do have a quite the show today. Um, because it is December and we know what's coming up next, the fall, the next month, which is obviously the January transfer window. Um, we will be once again starting again with the transfer watch as we always do with these head, as we start out, obviously what we did in the summer. So we're going to bring that back, uh, for the, for December and obviously January, January till the end of the January transfer window. So we'll do that. Um, we'll start doing that again. Obviously, give you guys some headlines. A lot of juicy stuff has happened, uh, recently. Um, and then a really feel good story. So we, you know, uh, okay. Well, one of those, well, only one's really negative. The, the other two are pretty positive, but one really feel good story. So you guys can like be really happy going into our debate topic because I think, um, I'm going to say some things <laughs> about this. Uh, we're going to have our debate topic. Uh, so it's, it's a, if you guys know what, uh, obviously we record this on Monday, something pretty big happened on Monday. Um, I'm sure you guys can connect the dots on that, but we'll go, I'll go, we'll go ahead and share our thoughts about, about those events that have just occurred. Um, have our, our game recaps, two really good games, I think, um, for sure. Um, one very comical ending to it, uh, <laughs> for my game, at least, um, announce our players of the week. Give you guys some games to watch this weekend. Obviously, MLS playoffs, Liga MX playoffs are still continuing, and um, um, my uh, my curse is continuing, Edward. Yeah, um, I saw that three to one. I think Pumas. Uh, yeah, so America. Uh, America, who was my favorite to win uh, Liga MX, Apertura is uh, got eliminated, and then weirdly enough, also my dark horse Monterrey got eliminated. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, ever since ever since I did that preview for the NWSL, it's kind of gone down this route. Um, so, uh, well, I mean, Tuesday, New England's going to be playing. New England is my favorite to win the MLS Cup. Um, so if they lose, then I think it's pretty official that the curse is, is a thing. And uh, and if you guys remember Champions League, our Champions League preview, I did have Manchester City as my favorite. So Manchester City fans, oh, sorry, Spencer. <laughs> Um, it, it's not looking good. <laughs> it's really not looking good. I really, I don't know what's happening. I really don't, but it's just, it's kind of becoming more and more of not a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. It's more and more apparent. 
Yeah, I see that. Yeah, so uh, there's that. And then we'll go ahead and wrap this show up with a three up, three down. And um, all right, so I'll give you guys a little back uh, backstory to this. Spencer, Spencer uh, came up. Well, uh, you know, I was asking for some topics for three up, three downs because you know, at some point, it's not easy to come up with topics. But uh, <laughs> I, you know, I asked, I asked the, our group chat, and Spencer put colognes. And as much as I am, well, I guess by default, I became like a cologne guy because everyone gives me cologne for my birthday and Christmas. Um, I'm not really good at knowing colognes either. So I may have it, but I'm also, also, I can't tell you what a bad cologne is because I don't know. Usually, I guess people give me some really good colognes. I guess that's more of a testament of how well these gifts have been given to me. Even the Mary Kay one that I got from Cindy. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I usually give away my cologne. I, I, I rotate them. Um, but yeah, so I, I was like, well, I'm not going to be good at that. Um, I don't think, and apparently it probably would have been a safe bet for over as well. Uh, so unless you want to count Axe body spray. So yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's what I use. I literally use Old Spice uh, Sport or Old Spice Fresh as uh, my deodorant and then like either Axe. I'm, I'm just, I'm just thankful. So, so you naturally. So you just you just still use cologne like you did in high in, in middle school gym class? That's what you're telling me. Pretty much. I mean, I mean, I do have like one bottle of cologne. It's just the same bottle I've had for like the past six years because I hardly really ever go out to where I feel like I need to use cologne. Oh, I, I wear cologne every day. No, uh, I don't. I mean, the, the the thing is with me, like I'm just naturally grateful. I'm grateful that I don't naturally have that musk. That really strong funk. So I, I, I uh, even even when I go play soccer, like I'll do acts like real quick, like acts afterwards. Or I even have deodorant, but not not cologne, because then I feel like sweat and cologne do not mix. Um, I'm not saying sweat and acts is better, or you know, I, I think sweat and anything just isn't a good mix. Like even sweat and enough. even like sweat and smelling like complete dog shit is still gonna be bad. So, I mean, yeah, probably a little bit worse than the guy that put cologne on, but yeah, um, but anyway, so that's that's how it started, and then so I was like, you know what, I'll 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 make things a little bit more expanded and, and put smells, um, so uh, yeah, so three up, three down smells. I mean, try to avoid anything really disgusting because uh, I don't want to go there. I'm not, like, so hopefully no one's throw, throwing shit out there. Like, I mean, that's a pretty obvious one. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure nobody likes the smell of that. And if you right. do, uh, yeah, I, do, I, I, I mean, don't need, don't judging, need to know it. Just, I was don't like, need to know you, it. Yeah, if you do like the smell of shit or dog shit, cow shit, whatever, um, just you know, yeah, that's one of those things. You, yeah, you know, don't have to, you know, forever keep your peace. You know, like they say in the weddings, you know, speak now or forever keep your peace. That was one of those that you can forever keep your peace, and and I'll be fine with that. Um, but yeah, so. We'll get going with the show. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a break. You guys are going to hear a lovely ad, and then we'll get going with our headlines. Yo, Edward, I'm digging that jersey. Where did you get it? Thanks. I got it at fanatics.com. What's fanatics? Huh? Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. You can get the gear of all your favorite teams. Even NASCAR? Even NASCAR. If you shop using our link, not only will you be getting swagged out, 
but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. Nice. I'm going to start shopping now. And we're back. All right, guys. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Insert Name FC. Um, if you guys go into our bios, you'll see a link. It'll take you directly to our link tree. It'll take you to how you can listen to us through Spotify, Pandora, and Apple, and Spreaker. Uh, the Belly Up uh, Sports Network website. Um, also, all our great partners, obviously, the Insert Name FC Team Store. Uh, make sure you guys get swagged out for, especially with, you know, Christmas is coming up. Make sure you guys get yourself some Insert Name FC swag. Um, and make sure you guys also post that on social media so we know, so we can go ahead and share share that you guys are rocking the gear. Um, but also, Fanatics, uh, Swift Lifestyles, and Audible are great partners. Um, obviously, take full advantage of those partners because when you do, that helps us out that we can go ahead and give you guys a better product. Maybe finally get ourselves a studio. Maybe get Spencer's ass over here to Houston so we can make this thing even better. Yep. And get his butt over here and get ourselves a, you know, like a recording studio or not a recording studio, but I think it's like, you know. Being well, I mean, like, for Spencer, it probably benefit him to have a recording studio because, you know, he's a yeah. the producer. So, yeah, recording, <laughs> recording studio would probably be nice for Spencer. But yeah, so like I said, guys, we're bringing back the transfer watch. Obviously, it's December. You know, January transfer window is going to be coming up soon. So we're going to start, you know, hearing the, the, the little rumblings that are going around in, in the soccer world of who possibly could be leaving their clubs, going to better situations or probably just because they need to get rid of, you know, start trimming the fat. Obviously, I'm talking to you, Barcelona. Um, so her to her, her. So we'll start things off. And apparently, Real Madrid is interested in Mason Mount. Don't think this is gonna happen. So, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Chelsea is, is prepared to give up that kid yet. Um, at least I don't think they should. Um, I know they have Havertz, and I know. I know everyone's thinking the same thing. But let's face it, Mason Mount is still a very promising player. Uh, I think. I think there's just there's just no way uh, Chelsea at least lets Mason Mount leave just like that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Great I mean, it's just no, but I'm saying it just I feel like yeah, they're not gonna let him go, honestly. I really don't think so. They would have to offer up a hell of a lot of money for them to even consider like, yeah, he's ready to go. Or like, yeah, we'll go ahead and give him out. But I, I really don't think so. Exactly, exactly. All right. Speaking stay, staying with Real Madrid, um, Isco is prepared to hear some offers. I think that he's kind of become the odd man out once again at Real Madrid. Um, it's kind of just for the best for him, honestly, at this point, let him go somewhere where he's going to play. Um, obviously, Edward has told you plenty of times that he loves this guy. He loves his dribblers, but specifically, he loves Isco. I love Isco, too, but it's just the fact that, like, he's he's just the odd man out right now in Real Madrid, and I just don't think he, he necessarily fits to what Real Madrid does, which is kind of weird for me to say because I think you could put Isco anywhere. I mean, he's played the false nine last season. Um, he could play on the wings. But obviously, as far as as a midfielder goes, he's not a traditional center midfielder. He is a cam. He's a center attacking he's midfielder. He's literally a center attacking midfielder. He can rotate himself to like a right mid or even a left mid. But yeah, he's more of a cam. He's not just a generic center defensive mid. Um, but he can be. It's just, he, it, I think his, his specialization is mostly on moving the ball and like his dribbling, basically being able to hold the ball for a good amount of time, being able to get through, you know, defenders um, and making sure, you know, making passes. But, you know, I haven't really seen him too much this season or in the beginning of the season. 
Oh, at the beginning of the season, he played, but um, but yeah. So like, I think he's just it's just kind of let him go. Let, like at this point, Ramachandran just let the man go. See where he where he where he's gonna end up going. Maybe uh, I don't know where he's gonna go, but um, just let let let's see where he goes and and I mean let him improve. Like at least be, go to a situation where he's gonna play. Um, yeah. At this yeah, point, it's right. what I care more about because I do like Isco and I I think he he would be part of of Spanish uh, World Cup of Spain's World Cup plans. I mean, if he was playing. Let me ask you. Let me ask you something. Since we're talking about Isco, what if he ends up leaving to Barcelona? Like that's not still... fucking happening. That's not fucking I'm, happening. I'm just. I'm just. It, no, that's not happening. It's not gonna I'm happen. Real Madrid would be stupid if if everyone's already giving Real Madrid and Barcelona shit for sending their players over to Atletico Madrid like it's nothing. Like why would no? <laughs> and it, obviously it backfired on them tremendously. But like no, I know. No, they're not. There's no way Real Madrid's gonna let Isco. Not, they're not even gonna listen to Barcelona. Like, if Isco goes to Barcelona, it's gotta be on his own terms. Meaning that it, there's six months left in his contract, and he just goes to Barcelona at the end of the season. And okay, let's put it. Let's say that that happens. What would you? What would you say? Since you are, I know you like Isco as well, but you know, I mean, would this be another RVP situation? No, because RVP went. It, RVP was a bitch. Okay, so that's that's two different things. Because Isco isn't Isco isn't over here. Like, like one thing, RVP it was the guy, was the guy mm-hmm. for Arsenal. So that's different. Isco isn't the guy for Real Madrid, and unfortunately, he's just never going to be the guy for for Real Madrid. That's two different situations. And one, the fact that I also didn't like was that RVP is like, oh, my dream was always to play for Manchester United. When there's a, literally a picture of him as a child in a room decked out in Arsenal. So, no, he was full of shit. If he was just honest that he was going there for the money and for a chance to win a championship, I probably would have not, I would have not cared too much. But the fact that he, he was, it, he was slimy. Like this is, that's Kevin Durant slimy the way he did it. Isco is just, look, it's not working out for him. There's a team that clearly wants him instead of him. One, if he does, you know, obviously there's, I don't know what his contract is like right now. I don't know if he's at that last year of his contract. Obviously, we're talking about that six month period at the end of their con, with, you know, at their final six months where they can start talking to other teams. Um, that's what I was referring to. I don't think that that's, I don't know if that's going on right now because I, I really don't know about East Coast contract like that. But if you were to leave the Barcelona because Barcelona wants him, which I mean, he kind of, kind, nah. I don't know if he fits to what Barcelona plays. I think he would bring, because to me, I feel like his, his playing style would be that of like Pedri's or Gavi's, like that. You know that. But that, if that's the case, has. though, would you would he play? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like he would bring like that experience. That but would he play? Need. Um, would you start? Would you start Isco over Pedri or Gavi? That's all. That's all I need to hear. That's all I need to hear. That's a. That's a clear no. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I would. I mean, Isco's a great player, but it's like you know, I'm not saying it's his time. His time's up and every anything like that. Because I mean, like you said, he still has a chance. But Pedri and Gavi are right now too good to not let them yeah, keep playing. So that's exactly. That, so so yeah, no, Bar- he would not go to Barcelona. If he does, I, it would not be the same as RVP. Uh, it, it it is not even close to the same situation. RVP is a scumbag. He's forever going to be a scumbag, and I fucking hate him. So, 
Okay. Uh, who is the next transfer? <laughs> uh, Barcelona currently monitoring Basil Star Cabral. Okay. Basil player. So Basil Star Cabral. Don't think that that's his full name. His last name is Cabral. But yeah, so they're they're monitoring him right now. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, Manchester United is interested in Vinicius. Uh, um, I don't know how, how you feel about that. Uh, look, just, Vinicius I, is finally living up to what Vinicius, Vinicius is finally looking like what everyone thought Vinicius was going to be. Ramadre isn't going to give him up like just like that. I mean, the only reason I could ever see them willing to let go of Vinicius is just for the fact that like whatever they're going to get for it is enough for them to go ahead and get Mbappe. But then that's going to be dumb. Why would you give up Vinicius when Vinicius plays on the left? And if you were to bring in Mbappe, he would obviously you wouldn't be playing up front because you have Benzema. Obviously, pending some certain things that are coming up as we talk, we're going to get there eventually. But um, pending what happens there, but if that's the case, he would play on the right side. So honestly, what would make more sense is that Madrid are prepared to give up Marco Asensio or Rodrigo. Basically, anybody that's playing on the right side because Vinicius plays on the left. So it makes no sense unless you're going to try to tell us that you're committed to, to Hazard, which God, I hope not. Um, I mean, there, there's already the conversation though that they were trying to sell him back to Chelsea, even if so, it's at a loss. So yeah, there's that too. So I mean, like, so it would make no sense to, have, to lose Vinicius. I think if you're going to, if you're going to try to bring in Mbappe because Mbappe can't play on the wing, he will play on that right side. Um, guys, I think that's what we've been seeing with him with France as well. I think he's been playing on that right side for obviously so Benzema could play up top. Um, so I mean, if he played on that right wing, I mean, that's that's a killer front three right there Mbappe, Benzema, and, and Vinicius. Uh, BBM, I guess. <laughs> but, um, I, I don't see, I don't see why, why Real Madrid would give that up to, to Manchester United when. Vinicius is finally looking like what they, they were hoping he would be. Well, the only, hmm, I mean, I know this is probably a, like a, like way off radar, but I think the only way that Real Madrid would probably would let him go like, like that would probably be for money and for like Jaden Sancho. Like, I think that would be like, Real Madrid's way of saying like, okay, we will let him go, but you got to give us Sancho and a little bit of money. But then again, it goes back to that. You're, you're going to get yourself a right, a right winger. If, know, if you, lose, there, you, you lose Vinicius, he's a left winger. Your left side is now, is, is you're, you, you're not hurt on the left side. Yeah. But, but if anything, well, they'll, they'll do what they did before where Marco Asensio was playing the left wing. I feel like he's more comfortable on the right. Yeah. I mean, he is more comfortable, right? I, I don't, I don't, and I mean, no, this isn't me t- like trying to bash Jay and Sancho, which I think would be stupid for Manchester United to be willing to let go of Jay and Sancho like that. Um, especially because he hasn't gotten his fair share. But, um, I th- honestly, I think if they were, it, it's only going to be for money. I don't think that, no offense to Manchester United, but I don't think there's a player right now in Manchester United that's like, oh, yeah, let's go get him. Um, I think a lot of them, like, they need something. They need some work. Um, I mean, when I look at Manchester United, Anthony Martial kind of does intrigue me a little bit, but it's not really saying much. Um, and, and that's a striker. So, I mean, that's not really, like, if anything, that'd just be a really good backup to Benzema. But then, once again, that kind of also goes back to the whole point of 
does it when does that mean that Real Madrid is going to go get Mbappe? Yeah. So I mean, there's a conversation to have about that or later on. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Vinicius is leaving anytime soon, even if any team is looking at him. I mean, he, he, uh, it's going to take a lot to get Vinicius. No, that's, I'm, I'm just going to say that right there. It's going to take a lot to get Vinicius. I think he's up there with Ansu Fati and, and, and God and Pedri. You know, the, the, the fact that these two kids have like a, a $1 billion release clause. I don't think Vinicius has that, but I mean, we know also, we also know that Valverde has a $1 billion release clause. So, I mean, he's going to be part of Real Madrid's future. Like, you know, that just like Valverde is, they're going to build around those, those two guys for sure. Um, so I mean, it, it's gonna, yeah, I don't think, it, like I said, it's gonna take like a ridiculous amount of, like almost crazy money that's gonna make us think that like at this point it's just unfair how, how the leagues are, uh, with how they spend their money on their players. But that's just a whole conversation for another day. But kind of moving on, um, sticking to England, Arsenal and Tottenham are both interested in Juventus' Kulusevski. Okay. Is it the Russian, the Russian player, the Swedish player, Swedish. Okay. Um. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know how he feels about being speculated with with Arsenal. And Tottenham. I mean, it makes sense for Tottenham because of the fact that Con. Con oh no, he wasn't there for Conte. So it really doesn't make any sense. Does Does Arsenal really need a winger? I mean, if they're if they're planning on moving on from Pepe, it would make sense, but. I don't know. I, I really don't. I don't. I really don't get the move. I mean, I'm not saying that. I think Kulusevski is like definitely a, a very good player, but like I just think that Arsenal and Tottenham both have. Well, no, Tottenham might might be able to get away with that. The right side does definitely need some strengthening. It would make sense for Tottenham. I mean, I'm, I'll just say that, but for Arsenal, <laughs> I, I I just don't see it, but. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. That's an interesting, interesting name to see. I don't, I think he'll probably stay put at Juventus right now. Um, and then Arsenal is also interested in Renato Sanchez. So interesting move. He's a center midfielder. I do think that Arsenal does need to strengthen that midfield a little bit more. Um, Renato Sanchez definitely has like, you know, he's looked a lot better since that massive move that he made to Bayern Munich where he kind of just disappeared and obviously then went on a series of loans. So he finally got, went to Lille, was part of that, that Lille championship team. Um, Lille's not looking good right now, uh, unless you're talking about Champions League. Um, I mean, would he want to go to Arsenal? Who knows? <coughs> I, think, I, think, I think he might get a little more playing time. Like giving, I think so. I think he's he's one of those players that can get more playing time. Okay. Well, yeah, there's that. And then the last uh, part of the transfer watch is uh, Real Madrid will not be pursuing Paul Pogba. So mm. there is that. But yeah, that's the transfer watch. Like I said, we're gonna definitely get back into the groove of doing these transfer watches. Um, just so you guys are in the mix of what's going on uh, as far as transfers goes. So, yeah, be tuned for some more stuff because January transfer window is going to be massive. Um, there's going to be some big moves for sure uh, that can either flip some teams over or, you know, 
kind of expecting where certain things will fall. And but all right, man, let's get going with these headlines, man. So we're gonna start things off with um obviously this happened a few years ago, but we'll go ahead and give you guys a, a, a quick reminder, and that is the French sex tape scandal that occurred. Jesus Christ, so long ago now. <laughs> so long ago. But yeah, anyways. So essentially what happened was at the time, French midfielder Mathieu Valbuena, which I'm sure many, many don't really remember him, but I remember him because he was five foot four. So <laughs> it's hard not to remember the shortest guy on the team in France. Um, but like I guess uh, Mathieu Valbuena, he ends up uh, getting some blackmail over a sex tape. Um, and so these guys called, called and said, Hey, we have your sex tape. Um, you know, we want you to, uh, give us money or else we're going to expose you with the sex tape. Um, so, um, it was believed that Kareem Benzema had something to do uh, with this, with the blackmail. Um, so like I said, Valbuena was blackmailed with a sex tape. And the reason that things got a little bit weird about it was the fact that Benzema was so insistent. On Valbuena to go ahead and pay the blackmailers. He didn't say, you know, uh, you know, call the authorities or, or you know, go go hide, like you know, go seek help. Like he went to like, how about you just pay it, pay the guys off, and then let it be. Um, so I, that Valbuena found that a little bit sketchy, um, and obviously did not choose to take that advice and chose to alert the authorities. Um, and then it was found that Benzema had something. Had like at least a relation to the people that blackmailed Valbuena, which led to his eventual exile from the French national team. Obviously, till recently, where he finally got called up for for the recent uh, Euros. But if you really think about it, from the time that Benzema was exiled to now, he missed out on an amazing run in the Euros, uh, which they obviously lost to Portugal, and then obviously he missed out on the World Cup. He missed out on being a World Cup champion, all because of the correlations of this of this scandal. Um, whether or not he was a, a, in any way involved with it, I've I've seen a documentary where he was, I guess, in a, in his attempt to make to clear his name, but I don't think it really did much justice to him. Um, I mean, Benzema kind of hangs out with a sketchy crowd. I mean, at least in his early years, um, he did grow up in the rough parts of France. That's like, you know, just that's his little, you know, his, his early beginnings. Obviously, yeah. also of Algerian descent. Um, but yeah, so obviously recently Benzema has been playing more with the French national team um, and kind of in hopes of making that 2022 World Cup roster. Um, well, they finally have a full update of what was the decision by the court. And they found uh, Karim Benzema guilty for being part of the uh, of the blackmail. And was given a one year a one year suspended prison sentence, along with a seventy five thousand euro fine, um, which I believe that the, that there will be his his lawyers will be setting preparing an appeal on that decision. Um, for those of you who want to know what a one year suspended prison sentence means, it's a house arrest. It's just another yeah. word for house arrest. So uh, I'm sure, obviously, so he could still play. Um, is what they're doing and a 75,000 year old fine, which I'm sh- I'm sure that's really not much compared to what Karim Benzema makes. Um, but obviously just now it's like, it's over at least, you know, to, to some extent. There's a, there's a conclusion basically. 
yeah, so I mean, how do you feel about all this? I mean, if you want me to be honest, I forgot about it, to be honest with you. Like, That's I, fair. I, I, I forgot about it and until like I recently read about it and I was like, oh, I was like, that shit was going on. I was like, I thought he already got sent. I was like, in my mind, I was like, I thought he already got sent and paid the fine. I was like, oh, well, uh, I guess. Oh, well. I was like, oh, wow. I was like, I, I guess um, it's just something. I, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I mean, you, you do the crime, you pay for it, you pay for it, you know? You just, you gotta, you gotta man up. You know, even even if he, let's say he did it unintentional, even if he said let's say he did it unintentional, I mean, you tend to, I mean, it's like you telling me, hey, you know, I told you, hey, somebody's blackmailing me with this, this, and this, and you're like, well, you know, just do whatever they say, you know, and whether you knew whether or whether you're in contact with the, no, I'm about to say the killer, whether you're in contact with the person who's blackmailing me, you know, if I were to find out, wait, you were the one like. You know, you kind of had something to do with it. It's like, you know, it kind of makes me, you know, lose trust. So it's, um, I guess, in morally speak, moral, I guess it's more of a, it's more like a moral justice, if anything. Like, you know, just instead of being a, like, uh, you know, uh, instead of being something like, okay, we're going to put you in jail because it's like, it's more of a, the, the moral victory of it all. No. Yeah. I mean, at the end of it, it just, I guess, Valbuena getting his, his justice, I guess you can say. Um, so I really don't know how much of a justice he really got. I don't, I mean, obviously I don't know what the guys that actually blackmailed him got. I'm sure they got like a more, a worse sentence, but obviously because of the fact that, uh, you know, Benzema was compliant to what to what they were doing. I'm sure that they had to give him some sort of punishment, but um, I kind of wonder what's going to happen after. It's like, will this impact as far as like any any uh, French national team calls for Benzema uh, because of this? Uh, and I mean, obviously, clearly, like even though it wasn't proven that he did it, he was still exiled by the French national team. Now it's uh, it's it's kind of like it's it's there. It's set in stone. It happened. Like there's now proof that Benzema was a part of it, um, so I wonder if, if uh, the French national team will continue that, or I kind of similar to you, maybe you just forgot all about that that was a thing, and and then you're like you know, well, I mean Benzema has looked great. Um, he was he was heavily in discussion for the Ballon d'Or this season, um, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's 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 definitely a part of Benzema's life that I think um, hopefully he regrets. Um, the reason why I say hopefully is because I mean Benzema, um, he's he's not someone that's like, you know, you can't really tell how he feels about things. Um, so that's why I kind of say that. Um, and also the reason why I say that is because also I, I watched that document, the doc, his his documentary, which like I said, it didn't necessarily clear his name. It didn't do that good of a job to clear his name. So I mean, it's kind of one of those things. I I don't know if Benzema just like yeah, let's do it, and then like didn't realize how much of how much that would backfire on him, but it happened. Um, yeah, like I said, Benzema, and obviously I can tell you, Benzema is a player that I, I really liked. As, far, as a matter of fact, to prove it, to, I mean, obviously I, you guys won't believe me, but, but luckily Edwards here. When they brought in Cristiano Ronaldo, Kaká, and Benzema, I was more excited about Benzema than Ronaldo. I still like Ronaldo. I'm not saying that I didn't like Ronaldo, but the fact that 
I, I thought that Benzema was something good. I thought he was going to be the heir apparent to obviously Raul, um, which I guess he kind of did after Gonzalo Guayin finally left. Um, but, and then even when Ronaldo gone, he's definitely stepped up and become the leader for, for Real Madrid, um, which I like to see. Um, so I think I like, I like that Benzema has continued to grow and hopefully this is another growing moment for him. Um, depending on what he ends up, if they end up being able to appeal the decision. Um, and then he's just going to have to do one year of house arrest. Yeah. And then, um, that's true. Um, if anything, I think I was upset with the Ronaldo move to Real Madrid, but I think you were more excited. I was, and then I, I didn't know who the hell Benzema was. I was like, Benzema. I was like, um, I was like, okay. You know, I was like, I, if anything, I, I knew more of Iguayi than I did of Benzema. But, oh, we all know about Higuain. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, just little things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, we'll, we'll keep an eye out, you know? Yeah, for sure. All right. So we'll go ahead and move on to the next topic. And this has to do with Edwards Manchester United. Um, it is official. They have appointed Ralph Ragnick as its interim manager for the remainder of the season. Obviously, you know, Carrick um, managed the uh, whatever. I think only, I think there was like two games, maybe one game, I could be wrong. But obviously since the firing of Ole Gunner, um, you know, uh, so they had Michael Carrick kind of run the team for a while, but obviously this was not the, the choice that, that Manchester United wanted or were choosing to stick with. And they chose to bring in Ralph Ragnick, a very, Disciplinary type manager, very strict, very, uh, very old school type manager, um, is, is the guy. And obviously will be with the team for the remainder of the season. So he is not like their solution. I think Manchester United has learned their lesson from, you know, keeping an interim manager. Um, at least we hope that they are, they've learned their lesson. And, uh, because it, it seems that they're still very keen on trying to get Pochettino. Uh, Pochettino seems to be the guy that they're going after. Will they get him? Who knows? Um, personally, I don't see the appeal of Pochettino, but if that's who they want, I mean, that's who they want. I don't know how you feel so much about Pochettino, but, um, but I mean, obviously, I think, I think last time we talked about this, I think you and me both were kind of like, go get Zidane. Just, just yeah, go, up, just uh, go. Up. I was, I, I was more of like, let's go get Zidane. You know, that's what I was excited for. But, so, but I mean, yeah. if that's, that's who they think their guy is. That's the guy that's going to help them win the Premier League. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, kind of going back to, to Ralph Ragnick, he has won seven cups in his career in the Bundesliga. And, uh, he, you know, Schalke and Stuttgart are two of them that definitely like come to, come to name. But he's also done some consultant work as well. I mean, he made RB Leipzig the club that they are now. Um, he's definitely had his hands on there. Um, Schalke, he, well, his time with Schalke, that was definitely the glory years of Schalke. So, I mean, if you want a reference to that. And then Stuttgart, uh, an amazing rebuild for, for what he built that team up to. Obviously, they're not the same Stuttgart now, but, um, but yeah. So, and now he's kind of had a more of a consultant role over the years. He's, uh, recently was with Locomotive in Russia. Um, and I think that that's actually what Manchester United is planning on doing is actually having Ralph stay with, with the, uh, with Manchester United as a consultant. Um, which I mean, RB Leipzig is probably a really good example of how he can fix clubs, not necessarily just having to be the manager, but just being able 
to really put lay a good foundation and put this put the teams right back on track. And I mean, like I said, if you look at RB Leipzig, um, I mean, aside from how they started out this season, have been fairly competitive over the years in the Bundesliga. So I think obviously uh, is 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 a manager worth noting. Um, obviously, there's a, there's I guess a certain allure to German managers, especially when you think of the Premier League. Um, and you know, obviously, when you think of the two German managers as far as the Premier League, you think of Tuchel and Jurgen Klopp. Well, Ralph Ragnick mentored these two managers, and they both said spoke very highly of him in press conferences. Um, they they believe very much that Ralph Ragnick could be the guy to fix Manchester United. Um, I mean, ever when you hear those things, like, how do you feel about Ralph Ragnick coming in and kind of taking the helm of Manchester United, at least for the time being, and then him continuing on with his involvement with the club? I mean, it's kind of funny because, like, um, so if you look at it this way, it's kind of like the Bundesliga is kind of, that's already what, two managers, three managers now? If, if you know, uh, if Ralph ends up being Manchester United, because think about it, it's two chills in Chelsea. Um, um, Klopp is in Liverpool, and then you got Manchester United. Three powerhouse teams that if run correctly, they can literally be the teams to watch out for EPL, including with Manchester City. So that 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 to me just I think that's what's it's possible that it's something that Manchester United does need, like a whole overhaul, and it could be something unexpected that we don't even know that he's planning for. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's just uh, I think I think I think it's a it would be something welcoming as long as long it doesn't come out to be like old gunner. I mean, as like I said, old gunner, he is a player I, coach. He's I, I feel I feel I feel the situation just, is a little bit different though. I mean, obviously, you don't know who Ralph Ragnick is, but yeah, which I'm actually really excited to see Ralph uh, a Ralph Ragnick managed team in like actually like in in my existence. Um, which I mean, I've seen it before in the Bundesliga, but I mean, like in the Premier League, see how he how he bows well. Um, but the the thing with me is just um, it, it's this is the reason why I say this is different is because the man has pedigree. Like I mean, you the 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 fact that you have Klopp and Tuchel really excited about having this guy come over to the Premier League. Um, is telling, and I mean the fact that, that you know once again he mentored these two. Um, you think they want to do the whole student versus teacher, student suppresses the teacher kind of stuff? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. For <laughs> sure. For, for sure on that. And I mean, like I said, Manchester United isn't necessarily a bad team. Like they have players. They have. A, a, you can do something with this team. You can turn this team around. Um, yeah, um but you know it's gonna. I think it's one of those things that right now I think Manchester United needs a disciplinary manager, a little, someone a little bit stricter. And, uh, I mean, the style that Jurgen Klopp and Tuchel kind of use is the style that Ralph Ragnick created. So, I mean, um, it's just going to be that fact that Manchester United is going to have to kind of buckle down and get in line and, you know, no tomfoolery will be approved by Ralph Ragnick. 
um, which I think is what Manchester United needs right now, is some discipline so they can get their things together. Because this team, when you look at the roster that Manchester United has, you look at them like, these guys should be competing in the top four. Like, honestly, that's really what it needs. It should be. And, and you're not scrapping through to get wins, not having to rely on Cristiano Ronaldo to get wins or a draw. You know, like, that's not what Manchester, you know, when you look at how much money, and I hate that I had to constantly go back to this, but you kind of have to go back to it. You spend so much money on these players. You're talking about Bruno Fernandez, Jaden Sancho, you know, Van de Beek, you're, uh, Paul Pogba. You brought back Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, like, uh, you know, you, you know, you still keep David De Gea. You still, um, you know, you brought in Harry Maguire. You, you know, you, you went and got Alex Tellers, who I really haven't seen him play that much lately. Um, and that kind of probably is more of a testament to Luke Shaw. But, um, you know, like, this is a good, they got players. Like, maybe they're not the best team, but they got players. And, and I think it's time to finally get these guys in line so these players become a team. Yeah. I mean, you're right. So, yeah, I mean, since I don't know much about this guy, I feel like I'm just, I just want to see with that credibility, with, like you said, that pedigree, I, I would love to see Manchester United to see where they can actually go with someone like that. Mm. Yeah, and exactly. I, uh, like I said, I can't wait to see him actually manage the team. Um, it's it's real. It feels like it's been forever since the last time I saw uh, Ralph Ragnick manage the team. Um, but it's a little bit different because Manchester United is just a little bit different from what he's normally managed. So, yeah. so I can't wait. I really can't wait. I'm excited. Um, not trying to put too much pressure on that. Like I'm not overhyping his his, his debut, but um, I think it's def. I think it, you definitely he's gonna need some time, but. Obviously, he's just here just to keep the season afloat. Like, hopefully, put yeah. you put you in a European position, um, and then you know let whoever they're going to bring in, whether it's Pochettino or Zidane, or 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 somebody or whoever, um, you know, just keep put put those managers in a good situation where they're not having to to fight for for Champions League or fight for uh, for you know for 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 just you know anything. Besides not being able to compete in Champions League right away, so it, right. It, you know that's going to be Ragnar's job right now is to get these guys in line and be in a good place, so that way whoever the manager comes in for next season, it comes into a good situation. That's uh, that's right. I mean, I agree with you on there. All right, and uh, we'll go ahead and use our do our final headline and. That is uh, the, the feel-good story that, that happened uh, this past week, and that is Junior Messias. He scored the winning goal in AC Milan's one nothing win over Atletico Madrid. Uh, and this man what, is 30 years old, making his Champions League debut. Nice. So here is the story of, of Junior Messias. He actually, at one point, was a part-time player and delivery driver in Italy. He's a, I, I believe Junior Macias is Brazilian. I could be wrong on that. But, uh, let me see. Let me double check on that one. I believe he's Brazilian. Yeah, he's Brazilian. Yeah, so he is Brazilian. Um, but, uh, like I said, he was in Italy. He ended up, 
I believe he was playing in Brazil, but obviously things some things weren't working now. So he ends up taking a shot, going to Italy, and he becomes a plays like in a kind of a semi professional team. But obviously, it's not paying the bills, so he had to take an extra job as a delivery driver. He actually worked somewhere else, but the hours weren't helping him for being a player. So one actually, one of his teammates helped him get a delivery driver job, so that way it was more, you know, easier for him to work and be a player at the same time. Um, which it didn't take too long that he ended up gaining the attention of one Ezio Rossi um, of Torino, enough to get enough attention to get his first shot at least to be a full-time player, which was in the fifth division in Italy. And then kind of fast forward, it's 2019. He ends up playing for Crotone in the Serie B. He actually helps Crotone get promoted to Serie A. Crotone actually just got relegated. Uh, so, and um, which AC Milan ended up jumping to, to bring the guy over on a loan from what I remember. He's on, so he's on loan, but has an op, an option for, for, to buy. But yeah, so he gets, uh, you know, obviously goes to AC Milan and he scores his first, uh, you know, well, not his first goal, but scores the goal to help AC Milan stay at least in European contention for the Champions League. But obviously this was kind of a rough year for him as well. He's been dealing with injuries, finally got to play again, got injured again, and then finally came back to play and he was part of that, that, uh, Fiorentina loss but ends up coming in big and comes in as a substitute, scores a winning goal against Atletico Madrid. And you can just see just the joy from everybody on the field. Like Zlatan Ibrahimovic had like the biggest smile on his face. You can see the coaching staff just very happy for Junior Macias. Just a, a complete, just literally started from the bottom type story. And, you know, this is kind of one of those stories where it's like, you just don't give up. You keep going for it. And, and, you know, you'll get there and, you know, making his champions, you know, from being just a guy playing, at, playing, bang, playing as a semi-professional player, also kind of taking a side hustle as a delivery driver to being 30 years old and scoring on your Champions League debut. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a dream right there, to be honest. Like even me, 32, if I get the chance to do that, that'd be so much That'd be so awesome, honestly. Uh, I, I mean, I shit, I get excited when I score, you know, indoor and, but in the Champions League, bro. And then you're the winning goal, like, dude. How much? How 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 excited would you be? Very, very excited. So yeah, so it just. <laughs> He's that guy, yeah. man. He's that guy that you know you remembered, like, oh man. Like that's the guy that didn't give up and that did not give up. So, yeah, just so a really to him. Props to him. Yeah, I I love the story so much. I thought it was, you know, I really didn't know who the hell Junior Messias was. If it wasn't for FIFA, because because uh, you know I did do a career mode with Crotone, and like yeah, Junior Messias. I was like, dude, man, who is this guy? Because he came up big and scored some big goals for me as a bench coming off the bench because I didn't start him because he. He was 29. But, but yeah, he was like, man, who is this guy? I really was like that. I was like, man, this dude's good, man. Came up big for me in some really crucial moments. And, you know, here he is in real life. You know, it's one of those cool things where FIFA's actually kind of similar realistic to the game. It's a real life game. And moments. It's not fully realistic. Let's not let's not get too crazy, but but uh in moments. 
like this one. But, um, but yeah, no, really great story. Really happy to hear it. Um, yeah, just a real feel good story to hear before we get into this debate topic, Edward. And, uh, you ready for it? Yep. All right. So it is debate time. Um, this debate is brought to you by Swift Lifestyles. Swift Lifestyles is the ultimate energy and focus supplement for the gamer. Now, we'll be honest with you. Me and Edward are not gamers to any extent. Um, we just don't have the time for it anymore. Or, and if we do, if we do have time. Well, we got other things like Edward has his kids and I, and I got sleep. Um, so, yep, yep. And he ain't lying. He ain't lying. So, you know, we need what we use Swift Lifestyle for is actually to help us get through this day. And you know what? I like it. It tastes great. Not only does it taste great, but it doesn't give me a heavy crash. So I am able to just ease on down at the end of my day and just get the, the rest I need. In order to wake up in the next morning to go ahead and drink some more Swift Lifestyles. So, if you go to www.swiftlifestyles.com and enter the code insert name FC, you'll get 15% off your purchase. So, thank you once again to Swift Lifestyles. And Edward, this is the debate topic. It happened on Monday. Mm-hmm. Lionel Messi has won his seventh Ballon d'Or. Damn, it's 7-1. It's 7-1. That's right, yeah. So, obviously, we, we, we had our, our discussion uh, a few episodes ago of our fi- uh, what our finalists would be for the Ballon d'Or. And I don't think you had Messi in your finalist list, right? No, uh, I think he was. He was just no, like you, not in the top no, one. No, your finalist list was Karim Benzema. Erling Haaland and Lewandowski. Oh yeah, that's right. I had Messi on my list, but I was just because I knew how FIFA works. Uh, but, but yeah. So I mean, and then uh, obviously at the end, you and me both chose Robert Lewandowski as our as our as our winner for the ball in the war. Yeah. Um. So my question to you, Edward, is: Did Messi deserve the 2021 ball in the war? Uh, honestly, I don't think so. Uh, Kerda. He's, he's, he's done a lot of good things for Argentina. I mean, he, he got the, the, the Copa America. Was it Copa America? Yeah, Copa America. Yeah, this year. And, but I just, club wise, club level wise, he hasn't, you know, provided, and this isn't just me coming out of a Barcelona fan and being upset or anything like that. It's just, you know, just even in PSG, he hasn't really brought out um, as much as to the table as you would think. I mean, I mean, Sergio Ramos said, well, he's brought value to the team, which, you know, it's not a lie, but it's like he hasn't you know, he hasn't, uh, uh, just, I don't know. Uh, honestly, I, basically my, my thought process is like, if you show up to the major games and everything like that, like if you show up and Lewandowski has been showing up to all the games, even, even the Poland games, um, Champions League, league, I mean, the dude is a beast. He, he scored a freaking 
scissor kick, uh, the Chilena, you know, like, so I honestly thought Lewandowski should have won, but I, I don't think Messi should have won the Ballon d'Or. And this is coming from a Messi fan, like, you know, mm-hmm. so, so, uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't think he should have won this year. Um, but I, I think Lewandowski was consistent while Messi was like a little bit iffy, you know, especially right towards the end with Barca. It was just kind of, you know, it was, it was sort of, yeah, like it wasn't, it wasn't like how we would think he was going to go out. Like, you know, oh, crap, he won La Liga, he won, uh, let's say Champions League or, you know, the Spanish Cup. And I think, uh, did Barcelona win the Spanish Cup this year? Uh, Copa del Rey, yes. Yeah, Copa del Rey. So at least that. But other than that, like, he didn't do, like, the whole big shebang, you know, like, something you would expect Messi would do, but all right, so, I'm saying it's all Messi. But, so, you know. to, to get, like, a frame of reference to, the at least right now, the debate, obviously, is between Robert Lewandowski and, 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 and Lionel Messi. Um, for 2021 only, this is only stats from 2021. Uh, luckily, Transfer Market uh, went ahead and did it for me, so I didn't have to worry about it. Um, so in 2021, Messi played a total of 56 games, scored 41 goals, had 17 assists, and obviously won two titles, obviously being the Copa, uh, Copa America and the Copa del Rey, that, that being the, the club award that he won, and then obviously the international award that he got. Robert Lewandowski, in 54 games, he scored 64 goals, had 10 assists, and won four titles. So for me, I thought it was very clear. At least I think maybe did Lewandowski have the best 2021 season? Well, at least, okay. If we're looking to talk about currently this season, maybe he's not having the best season because I think he's just not, he's scoring goals. He's just not scoring as crazy. Like, you know, he had those games where he scored five goals last season or four goals last season. You know what I mean? But like, obviously he's not doing that as much this season, but I don't think that's like a, a testament to how bad he is. I just think that, you know, Maybe Bundesliga is finally getting better. Um, but in 2021, I mean, 2021, they owe him in for 2020. For sure. They, that is very clear. And obviously, even Messi said in his in his speech that I don't. OK, he didn't say like, oh, you owe him 2020. Like he, but he did say that, you know, obviously Lewandowski deserves the uh, a, a ball, not not the ball door, but a ball door, um, at least not this season's edition. But. 2021, I mean, if you're going to compare Messi to, to Lewandowski, you would favor Lewandowski. And I mean, you can probably give Messi some credit, the fact that he had to basically carry Barcelona behind his back um, in that one half of 2021. Um, but if you're looking at the other half of 2021, well, he's kind of been non-existent. So, I mean, yeah. if, you know, if that's the case, like the first, you could take, you could take two goals out. So that means, you know, that means 39 goals and, and cutting half of those games because obviously we're not counting the, the Barcelona games and the and, and, and the Argentina games. Like if that's how you want to look at it. But I I mean personally to me, and I think maybe it's just because me and I were very we're very headstrong about that Robert Lewandowski deserves the ball in the war this year. But I feel like Robert Lewandowski got robbed. Like oh, yeah. com- completely and utterly got robbed. Like it is not even close. It is 
once again, kind of a testament to how FIFA does things. I don't know if it's FIFA's fault. I know that the French journalists voted on this, but it, it, it kind of irritates me that this is more of a popularity contest. I mean, let's face it, over the years, it's been Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi. Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi. And obviously that one year that, that, uh, that, that, that Modric wanted, which everyone was very angry about. But, uh, I mean, and then there's some, the, some of the years that Messi and Ronaldo win that you're like, I feel like someone else should have won it. I, like, I, I feel there was some of those, there was some of those years that, you know, you're like, or like when, when Messi won, I know there was a year with Messi won that I think Xavi and Andres Iniesta were also the, the finalists for it. And, you know, it went to Messi, which was like, I feel like, it, you know, Iniesta or, or Xavi deserved it more because I feel like they maybe had the better year than Messi had, but because Messi is Messi, you know, he got the, he got the ball in the oar. Um, and I mean, I think you can kind of tell how, like, in Messi's face, that, like, he's like, I shouldn't be up here. When, when yeah. you know, when he was on stage, you know, holding the trophy, he's like, I don't, this isn't right. But it, it, to me, more and more, like, as, as it's gone lately, the ball in the has become just a popularity contest. Like, it's like, did you really have the best year? And, and I mean, if you're, if you're going to look, if you're strictly just going to look at 2021, I feel like you have to say that it's Robert Lewandowski. Yep. Like, there's no way you can't look at it otherwise. The man is consistent. Yes, he's part of Bayern Munich, but guess what? I guarantee you, if you take Robert Lewandowski out of Bayern Munich, they wouldn't win as many as as many cups as you think they would. Oh yeah. Or at least some, there, there wouldn't be so many blowouts. So like. For me, it kind of, it, it's just a spit in the face of Robert Lewandowski. I mean, I think that they did him wrong for sure. Um, and if you wanted to look at another player, cause I know a lot of people were saying that Mohamed Salah was definitely one that deserved to at least be in the discussion. And I, I'll give him credit. I think Mohamed Salah definitely deserves to be up there. Mohamed Salah was seventh in votes. So here, here is the. The, the voting, the, the standings. Obviously, Messi, number one, with 613 votes. Robert Lewandowski in second with 580. Jorginho with 460, who won the, he, who won the Euro and won the, uh, won the Champions League, finishing third with 460 votes. Kareem Benzema with 239. Angola Conte with 186. Cristiano Ronaldo outside of the top five with 178. Mohamed Salah with 121 votes at 7th. Kevin De Bruyne with 73 votes at 8th. Kylian Mbappe with 58 votes. And at number 10 and 10th place was Gianluigi Donnarumma with 36 votes. The, the one thing that's crazy to me, and, and I, I, don't, I think this is kind of like, I think Edouard Mendy now has more of a bigger point. It makes it a very strong point. I don't think FIFA wants to award an African player the ball door. Hmm. I mean, I guess so. I mean, because I mean, no, it. I feel I'm like to, I feel I'm like Salah should have been at least a top three. Oh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think back in the day. Like, was it Thor Ballon d'Or player? Let's, let's see. Can't remember. George Weah. Huh? 
George Weah. George Weah. That was the that was the last African. Yeah, Liberia's George Weah, the only African recipient. Damn. And that was in. Let's see, what year was that? In 1995. Wow. So, oh man, that's been 20 years, 20, about to be 30 years. I mean, four years, 30 years. Yeah. And I think you can make a, and I like, I'm, because I I haven't really really paid attention to Muhammad Salah like that. I mean, you can probably ask Stewart of, of After Extra Time, obviously, he's a Liverpool fan. And he feels that, you know, Mohamed Salah should be the best player, in, is the best player in the world. Once again, I, I kind of stand by Robert Lewandowski. Um, but I think that's because, you know, me and Edward have, have been very upfront about this from since 2020, when he, when he didn't get a ball on the door because they chose to not do the ball on the door, which is stupid because, I mean, they still played. Um, but. I, I don't know. I think it, it also it's because I mean, like, how does how does Edward Mendy not even finish as a finalist? Like, even be part of the finalist sheet? Like, you know, when when I remember looking at the goalkeepers, Mendy wasn't even part of the goalkeepers list, and Mendy had an amazing season with Chelsea. I feel like he could. You can honestly say he's one of the reasons why they won the Champions League. And and yet he's not even acknowledged. He's not even considered a, a, a finalist. So I mean, like I I feel maybe you can you can throw that up there. Like I'm not trying to pull like the you know the racism card or anything like that. But it's just it is kind of weird that we haven't had a, an African an African player to win the ball in the or because I mean when you see Sadio Mane, you see you know Mohamed Salah, and now with Mendy and Conte, well, Conte is you know French, but um, you see these guys like how are these guys not even in discussion? Sadio Mane wasn't even on the list. Well, I mean, I think Sadio Mane didn't have the best twenty twenty one, but Mohamed Salah, you can definitely make yeah, Mohamed Salah, yeah. So that's the crazy part to me. I mean, like the guy didn't even scratch the top five. And, and, but everyone's, but obviously he gets overshadowed because Cristiano Ronaldo didn't make the top five. Yeah. And I really don't feel Messi had a great year. I really don't. I mean, I told you already, I didn't think he should have won. I mean, yeah. It's frustrating. It, it's like, this is just another award that, like, who cares? Like, at this point, like, at, at this point, who cares who wins the ball in the world? Because that's, yeah. that's how I feel at this point. Like, it's not, it's not who's the best player of the world. It, it's just who who we like the most. It's popularity contest. And for this case, it just happens to be that we like Messi. And I, and this isn't me trying to bash Messi. Like, don't think, oh, you know, Hector's a Real Madrid fan, so he hates Messi. Ever I, I, can tell you, I actually like Messi. I think Messi's a great player. I think he's definitely a legend. Like, he's not. No one's gonna. Even as a part, even as a Barcelona player, I re, I love the way he played. I hated that he's doing it to my team, but I love the way he played. Yeah. Um, but. That doesn't. It's just the fact that like he wasn't that good this year. Enough to say that he can. You, can you say he's a finalist? I, I mean, I give. I put him on my top three. You know, 
Because I knew, and the worst part is I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I kind of knew it was going to happen. And still I'm, I, I'm left, I'm left angry. Like that's the, that's the craziest part is the fact that I knew this was going to happen. And I'm still pissed about it. Because you knew it was going to happen because you knew it was just a popularity contest and not based off what their statistics are showing. Yeah, I think I think maybe I gave I gave I try to give faith for the benefit of the doubt and thinking that they would make clearly make the right choice and and they didn't. They really didn't. They 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 just wanted to give Messi his seven ball in the whore and, and and let him see a sparkling Eiffel Tower. I don't even know why they had him press a button. I don't know what the button did, but they had him press a button so you can see a sparkling Eiffel Tower. I don't know what that signified, but you know that happened. Well, I mean, uh, a lot of people are saying that. You know, since it was the, the the France, it was France, like basically the French press that was had a lot more power um, in that in that area mm-hmm. for this year. Um, that they said that because of that, they uh, they chose Messi for that reason because it gives a Ligun a little bit of limelight. Like uh, it makes them popular and basically gives them a spotlight for this year, just because one of the players from that league won it instead of the EPL or La Liga or the Bundesliga. And you know, Ligue 1 has always been overshadowed by uh, all the other leagues, even even Bundesliga. You know, um, mind you, like you never really see anybody from the from the Dutch league win it. You know. So, yeah, that, so it, it just, it goes to show you that it's right, you know, like, um, it's, it's a popularity contest. It's just trying to get more ratings on, for the Ligue for PSG, you know, and we should, like you said, you saw it coming, so. Yeah. Can't really, can't really say, can't really say, you know, I didn't either, but I was really trying to give the benefit of the doubt by choosing three players that were not messy. And I'm a, like I said, I'm a messy fan. It's just, he hasn't had a really good year this year. And I mean, I'm sure that there's going to be someone to put, point out some stats that like prove Messi had a better year than Robert Lewandowski. But I mean, impact wise, that has to come into, come into effect. And, and, I, and I'll, I'll give Messi like, okay, you got an international trophy. Mm-hmm. But you weren't the reason why you won the trophy. Like I, I, I'm sorry, but like I mean, yeah, he had his mo- his moments. But to be honest, Messi was fairly quiet in Copa America. Yeah. So like to to say he's the reason why Argentina won Copa America would be stupid. If if there was one player to award for give any credit to for Copa America is the fact that they had Emmy Martinez behind the sticks. Yeah. Because he came up big in most. You know, there was a remember the penalties with Colombia. I mean that yeah. you know that that wasn't Messi didn't stop that penalty. <laughs> Messi didn't do the pelvic thrust. You know, like I mean, it's just like I I feel like you can make a good argument for that. And then Copa del Rey. I mean, were they playing Athletic Bilbao for the final? I mean, okay, cool. And I mean, I get it that the Bundesliga Bayern Munich is just going to be OP'd. Like, that's just all we're going to think. But you can sit there and say, Lewandowski had something to do with every single play. 
Yeah. So I, I don't know. I feel I personally I feel that Robert Lewandowski got robbed. I, I got robbed. I think I think I'm sure there's gonna be people trying to explain to me how Lionel Messi deserves to win the 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 the, the Ballon d'Or, but I don't I don't see anybody can talk me out of not having it given to Robert Lewandowski. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same, the same way. So, congratulations, FIFA! Just great, great fucking job with the ball and the horn. Um, all right, we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with with game recaps. Hector, are you listening to music? No, I am not listening to music. I'm listening to my audiobook on Audible. What's Audible? Audible allows you to listen to a large library of audiobooks at your convenience. What if I'm not sure about Audible? Well, you can start a 30-day free trial when you use the link audibletrial.com slash podcast. Not only do you get the experience on Audible, but you'll also be supporting InsertNameFC. I'm going to start my free trial right now. And we're back. All right, guys. I'm I'm now in a perky mood again. And uh, Edward, it's time for game recaps. What's your game to recap? All right. So my game to recap is actually, um, and I think you might you saw you, you kind of saw this coming. Um, my game to recap is actually Barcelona versus Villarreal. Okay. Okay. Xavi's uh, so like Xavi's uh, second game. Game. Yeah, Xavi's second game. Um. They actually beat Villarreal three to one. Now, mind you, the possession was even, like really even. It was fifty fifty, so it wasn't like oh Barcelona possessed them like their normal game playing style. It's just, I guess the opportunities came and you know when they whenever they needed them, you know. And uh, Bar- uh, Barcelona had more shots on target, six to two. But yeah, I mean, I'll have a little bit more coming up from this game. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was a, it was actually a good game. Like it, it really was. Like I, I was like, damn. Like it, it made me feel pretty good about how where Barcelona's heading. Just even though it's just the second game, but it's like okay, you know. So so you can light. you can see some changes now. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. You can even in the players themselves, like they have like this, this sort of spark on them, like you, that hustle. There you go. Like sometimes you would see it, and you're just like, oh, it's not there. But then this one, I was like, oh shit. I was like, all right, but yeah, that's my that's my game to recap. But Hector, what's yours? My game to recap is Borussia Dortmund beating Wolfsburg three to one. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I saw that too. So Dorman had 59% of the possession of this game. The shot count was even 15-15. Um, I will honestly tell you when it comes to, you know, Wolfsburg, obviously completely different team over the years past. Um, so, you know, definitely a different Wolfsburg, but, you know, thought this was going to be a competitive game. Um, fairly was. I mean, the shot count was once again even 15-15. to um, But, I mean, the real story of this game and I'm sure Edward's happy to hear this, is, is the return of Erling Holland. Uh, you know, obviously dealing with some, I believe, some injuries. Yeah, um, he was dealing with some injuries and stuff, but yeah, I, I, I did see that. Yeah, I was, I was happy about that. 
But the 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 part that I found very entertaining because this game was at Wolfsburg, I believe. Um, and you know, Erling Haaland scores a goal in his return to to uh, to Dortmund. He scores his goal, come, comes off the bench, scores a goal, and he gets on the knee and points at a fan, and a fan basically gives him gives him the fuck off. So <laughs> she she made the gesture, Edward. Oh yeah, that's right. The, yeah, yeah, she did. Well, he he was more of like pointing at her, like hey, like kind of like funny, he, he like funny. pointed he, at her, yeah, and she just basically flicked him off. Is that the fuck off? What's the fuck off hand gesture? The flick off. That's the finger, right? But she did it like a different type of gesture. Middle finger given. Oh, no, that's not it. What obscene hand gestures around the world? This is going to be entertaining. The forearm jerk. Used in France, Southern Europe, forearm jerk looks like a giant erect penis. It's like a giant oh, version okay. of the middle finger. In other words, it means fuck off or up yours. Okay, so that's... Oh, okay. So it was, it was like... It was more like... Uh, it was like this, I want to say. It was like... Like this. Yep. But... But I think she actually did flick him off in, in a little sense. Well, she was very cold, so you know, she had her hands covered. So a little, little bit more more a little she, more freedom. She, I'm pretty damn sure if she wore those mittens and you know, you, you couldn't tell what kind of finger she was raising just up. Just the the, the, fuck off. the fingers. So yeah. Well, that very that was like the part that I was just like, okay, that's just this is my this is my game to recap. <laughs> just that just, made you just the fact, just to see early Hall on, like, look at a Wolfsburg fan, points at them, and he gets the fuck off. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> so, just, the, that's just the, the, the cherry on top that you need. Yeah, so, you know, great to see Erling Hall come back. I'm sure Edward was kind of waiting for him to start voting for him again for Player of the Week. Um, <laughs> so, so there's that. But speaking of Player of the Week, Edward, who is your Player of the Week? All right, so, kind of goes without saying, this, this, uh, but my player of the week is actually Memphis Depay. So he he actually opened up the the margin between the one and one, and it was actually a really nice goal. It was like um, it was that kind of goal. Like I said, like I saw a little bit more hustle in him. Like it wasn't just like ah, oh, like the goalie's coming at me and then he's just gonna try to just try to take it all away. It was more of like okay, I'm just gonna move around, and he actually thought, it, it was more of like a thought process, but it was fluid. So that's why I feel like it was, he, he, he put a little bit more, he put a little bit more um, heart into him, his playing uh, against Villarreal. And even even when he, when he uh, celebrated the goal, he even like, you know, he kissed the Barcelona crest, and then, you know, he was just showing it off, and I was like, well, damn. I was like, alright. I was like, that's a that's a Memphis Depay that I haven't seen. Wait, what's going on here? No, oh, you'd love to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, love yeah. to hear it. Yeah. But, uh, Hector, um, what is your game, uh, uh, man of the match or player of the week? Sorry. I'm over here, man of the match. My player of the week is Diogo Jota, who scored two goals in Liverpool's 4 nothing shellacking of Southampton. Um, you know, obviously Diogo Jota is a a player that we we enjoy watching. Um, 
enjoyed it more when he was at Wolves and not at Liverpool. But, uh, you know, he, here he is, you know, kind of the question would always be like, how is he going to mix in into this uh, Liverpool attack, especially because of the fact that, well, the wings are pretty much spoken for. Um, but, you know, he finds his way. And lately I've seen him play a false nine in, in some cases. Um, but you know what? Whenever he does get a chance to, to showcase what he can do, he definitely uh, definitely lives up to it. He shows up. He shows up. Yeah, yeah that is for sure. So, um, yeah, very good to watch. You know, he definitely had a, a very good performance of his own, um, which is the reason why he's my player of the week. All right. Okay. Okay. So congratulations to Memphis Depay and Diego Jota for being our players of the week. And uh, weirdly enough, this is the third time we've put in Memphis Depay for player of the week. And now there's currently a five-way tie for second place um, because obviously there's currently a, a two, you know, there's a two-horse race going on right now for, for player of the year. Obviously, you know, especially we're kind of near, near the end. We're going yeah, we to have to officially announce our, um, well, our New Year, would that be our New Year's episode? Um, we announce our player of the year or should we do it before the year? Let me see. Let me see. Um, let me see. Let me see. Uh, Actually, to... oh, you know what? Our, our last episode of 2021 will be December 31st. So, no way. Yeah, that wow. that's a Friday. That, that oh, will be wow. a Friday. So, yeah, okay. So, our, our December 31st episode will be when we, when we unveil our, our, our player of the year. So, all right. And then we'll start all over again with our player of the year votes. This is actually also kind of a combination of 2020 because we did start uh, insert name FC on 2020, but midway of 2020. But yeah, so there's that. But yeah, so maybe, well, at least uh, at least Robert Lewandowski has a shot at winning winning our award. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you. true. Fuck you, people. Anyways, congratulations to Memphis Depay and Diogo Jota. We can even, we can even, we can even like paper mache the, we can even paper mache the Ballon d'Or kind of stuff and put his name on it if he wins it. <laughs> we'll, put, we'll put Spencer's face on the on the trophy somehow. Um, but yeah, so congratulations to Memphis Depay and Diogo Jota for being our players of the week. All right, guys, we got some games to watch this weekend. Obviously, just going to go ahead and state that MLS playoffs are going on still. Um, they are, you know, so. Be on the lookout for that. Um, and then obviously the Apertura playoffs is still going on as well. So make sure you guys check that out as well. Um, and League Un, we have St. Etienne taking on Stade de Rennes and Bordeaux versus Lyon. Okay. In the Bundesliga, we got a singing better <laughs> and Spencer, because Spencer is um, a Borussia Dortmund fan. We have Borussia Dortmund taking on Bayern Munich. Damn. So. It's a you better you better hope Dorvin wins this one, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you ain't lying. Yeah, I mean Edward Edward owes a few still. So yeah, yeah. all right. And then the other game is Hoffenheim versus Frankfurt, two teams that have actually looked pretty well this season. So really interesting matchup to go ahead and check out as well. You you okay there, Edward? Yeah, yeah. I'm just. I'm I'm looking at the at the games, so I'm trying to think like uh, double signal, but jeez, why did I get stuck here? I still have yet to 
you know, do my other ones and oh man. Oh, oh yeah. Jeez. Oh, yeah. I'm already thinking like, oh my god, like how many well, I'm gonna have to Well, okay. So in Edward's defense, so the game has already happened, but Arsenal versus Manchester United is a is a singing bet that's happening. Um Yeah. That's one. Yeah, so there is a double singing bet going on this week. It's just that it it's already happened. So yeah, that's the reason why we're not we're not talking we're not talking about it here. But yes, there is mm-hmm. another singing bet: Arsenal versus Manchester United. So that's really uh, up in the air on that one. It, it yeah. is all, weirdly enough. That's also that's like, that's gonna be Ralph's debut. So, <laughs> so we'll yeah. see. We'll see how that goes. In the Serie A, we have Roma versus Inter Milan and Napoli versus Atalanta. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes as well. In La Liga, we have Real Sociedad taking on Real Madrid, and the, two- the Real Derby is that what you would you call that the Real Derby? Uh, no, no, I don't know. Okay. Um, well, and then <laughs> and then two teams looking to bounce back after two losses. Sevilla obviously obviously losing to Real Madrid, and then Villarreal losing to Barcelona. Sevilla versus Real. I think it's gonna be a very interesting matchup. Lopetegui versus Unai Emery. Two former managers of teams that I, I supported. I support. Um, obviously, Lopetegui was was once a manager of Real Madrid and Unai Emery once managed uh, Arsenal. So, And they all both seem to be the masters of the Europa League. So, we'll see how, how that matchup goes. See how in that the, goes. In the English Premier League, we have West Ham United taking on Chelsea. Very, very interesting matchup to see what West Ham could do up against this Chelsea team. So I think that's going to be a really fun one to watch. Um, once again, you got you want to see West Ham is really that team right now. Yeah. And you have Aston Villa, Stephen G's Aston Villa going up against Brendan Rodgers, apparently also uh, a, a Manchester United candidate. Uh, oh, man. When taking on Leicester like, City. Oh, man. When I heard that, I was like, no. <laughs> No. Oh, no. Well, he's doing well in Leicester City. So, yeah. But yeah, so uh, Aston Villa versus Leicester City. Um, very interesting matchup. I think it's going to be an interesting, interesting to see what he does, what, uh, what, what, what we're going to see more from Steven Gerrard because Aston Villa just, Aston Villa just looks good. I mean, like, yeah, they do. I mean, no like, they look like what they should have looked like from the beginning of the season. So, so yeah, there is that. All right, so those are the games to look forward to this coming weekend. Um, hopefully, you guys go ahead and check them out. I mean, obviously, as long as you're watching the beautiful game, it re- that's all that really matters. We're gonna go ahead and take one more break, and then we'll wrap this show up with three up, three down. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward, and we, we are, are Insert Name FC. FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see you there. All right, we're back. Three up, three down. Smells. Smells that smell very smelly. If you guys ever watch Ren and Stimpy, you'll get the reference. No, the, uh, what was it? Um, No, 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 it wasn't. That wasn't Ren and Stimpy. No, it wasn't Ren and Stimpy. It was uh, SpongeBob. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. What was I think? Oh, uh, something came out of my something came out of your butt. Oh yeah, <laughs> something came out of your butt. 
Yeah, Ren and Stimpy was on a whole different level. Like, oof. I look back at that now, it's like, I can't believe we watched that. Yeah, but we thought it was funny. Hell, think about it. Rocco's Modern Life was like that, too. Oh, how his neighbor's wife would always try to, like... Oh, like, try to hit on him and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, think about it. Shoot. Beavis and Butthead, too. Yeah, I was really that... I wasn't that into... Beavis and Butthead was more like PG-13. Yeah. I mean, that was an MTV show, but there was that. I don't think that really counts, but yeah. (laughs) All right. So we're going to start things off with Spencer, as always. Three up, three down, smells. So we're going to start things off with Spencer, as always. And we start off with Stetson. Uh, Are you talking about the boots? I'm guessing he's talking about the the cowboy wear. Mm -hmm. Is he talking about the leather? Or what the hell's going on here? Let me see. Is Is there like a specific type? I don't know, man. Hmm. That's what I'm trying to figure out, too. I mean, all I know is that from what I know, it's a cowboy hat brand. Maybe, maybe they, they stink. <laughs> You'd be the first to tell me. Um, hey, he, could, he could even, he could even uh, reiterate and say it's worn. Hats, you know. western hats, felt hats. Seems like it's a hat store. Yeah, it is. It's a cowboy hat store. But oh, uh, we, I'm saying like, well, we know Spencer what? doesn't like it. <laughs> so yeah, well, he doesn't like the smell of him. Or oh, but like he that. got a Peaky Blinder hat. <laughs> a, a what? A Peaky Blinder hat. Oh my god! I kind of want to get a Peaky Blinder hat. <laughs> what's the, what's the actual term for that hat? I don't know. Is it a fedora? No, it's not a fedora. I don't think it is. I, I don't think I can pull off a fedora. Hmm. Oh, wait, it sound confident for me. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm. I, I just. I just don't. I, I don't think you could pull it off. What about Piggy Blinder hat? <sighs> Are you talking about like what the main guy wears? Yeah, the what the Pinky Blinders wear. Mm. Let's move on, shall we? Yeah, okay. Pinky <laughs> <laughs> fucking blinder. All right. Um, number two is Jope or Jope Job. I know. I know Man. that's a cologne. The hell. The hell kind of stuff does this do smell? Jupe. It is a fragrance. That's it. <laughs> what is the smell of jupe? I don't want to know. It just the name itself just sounds horrible, man. Homey. Home is a very sensual oriental fragrance with fresh oh. citrus, top notes of mandarin, oh. lemon, bergamot, and orange blossom. The floral heart is a very warm and balmy, revealing jasmine, lily of the valley, heliotrope, and cinnamon. So basically, like, like how the Zohan would be wearing some shit like that. Remember how they uh, made they made fun of that? Okay. Yeah. Was that what they were making fun of? Fun of like the hummus. 
They're making fun of hummus and that one drink. The bubula, fizzy bubula. Yeah, fizzy bubula. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I think that's, they also... Like, <laughs> I mean, I look at the balls, I, I actually did think of the fizzy boobla. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bright yellow can bottle, but <laughs> that's funny. Um, And then number one, that stank-ass shit they made us wear in boot camp. Ooh. So I, I know what he was referring to, and it's called the uh, uh, devil dog aftershave. I never used it when I was in basic training. Actually, we, what we did, we used that at, as a, and we put it, we poured it down our mop bucket. And so we, that, that's what we used to mop the floors with. Cause that's it, how strong this shit was. Yeah. And it, it was funny was, um, so when I was cleaning out the garage with my mom during the pandemic, we found all my bottles of that devil dog aftershave. Cause I had a lot of them. And she asked me, like, what do you do with it? And I was like, well, you're supposed to put it on yourself for obviously because it's aftershave. But I was like, um, but what we used it for was to clean the floors. And that's exactly what we used it for. <laughs> Damn. So we were, we cleaned, we cleaned the, we, we were mopping the floors with the devil dog stuff. And my, and I mean, my mom, mom liked it. So. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Louise. It it is a, it does have a very strong smell. I think as something you were to use as a cleaning product, it's not too bad. But if it was something to be put on someone's body, I would detest it. So Yeah, that sounds like it, dude. Jeez. <laughs> so yeah, so I definitely totally get what Spencer was saying. But yeah, so that is Spencer's three down. Edward, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh I can go first. Alright. So my number three. Is gym bag Oof. Like that has that doesn't that basically they don't take care of it. Like me personally, like me, I actually have uh like four of those little sock balls or uh, uh, shoe balls, the ones that you uh can can uh can basically put in your shoes so they don't smell or whatever. I go ahead and use uh I use them in my gym bag. That's why my gym bag. Whenever you open it and you, like you put your phone or your wallet in there, it doesn't smell putrid or that bad because I actually have those four little spray balls in there that uh, deodorize everything in there. Do you have to like do anything with it? No. Uh, oh, the balls? Yeah, yeah, you have to open them because if you just chunk them in there and when you get them out of the package, they're literally just going to stay shut. So there's nothing that's going to be coming out. No, but I mean like, do you have to like refill it or, or, or anything? No, like you throw them away. You throw them away. It's kind of like um, those little balls work like the the candles that have like the jelly in them. Oh, okay. Not candles, but like the little air fresheners that when you pop it open, mm-hmm. the air basically disintegrates the, mm-hmm. the the jelly. So then it just tends to die out. So okay. Finally, after a while, you know, the balls are going to end up dying out and then oh. they're not going to smell anymore. But mine, I literally bought the ones that say clean laundry. So it smells like detergent almost. So it's like fresh laundry. Like if somebody did laundry, it's like, ooh, it smells like that. Like, you know. It's not, so it's like, not a bad yeah. smell. No, it's not. So that's why I go ahead and do that. But okay. whenever there's there's people that have opened up their their gym bags or their soccer bags, bro. And it smells like hell. Um, bro, I'm like, I literally I what I do is when that happens, I scoot a little bit and I open mine up and I stick my face in there in mine. Because I'm just like, that is disgusting. I was like, I'm like, hey, you should spray some. I was like, do you want to do you want to spray some icy hot on you? Like, I'm thinking like 
maybe that's smell will cover the smell of the other stuff. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, okay. But yeah, it's just, yeah. So that's my thing. That's a good and, number three. Yeah. And then uh, number two, uh, sour milk. I wish that on no one. But yeah, don't look at that one. One time I opened it up and it just, and I'm like thinking, I'm like, I didn't see the expiration date. I just opened it up and I was like, okay. And I, and I just kind of poured it. And then the thing is, I think that one time. So, okay. So get this. My mom uses like the expired milk to make like, I guess you could say cuajada or like that's kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff that she uses to make. The quesadilla, so like the Salvadorian quesadilla to to um, make the bread, you know, or like the cheese inside it. So it tastes pretty good when you mix it up with it's like sugar and stuff like that. And then once you bake it, it's it's literally it's like cuajada. Um, but one time, I think she left a gallon out, and so she Oof. didn't tell me. She didn't tell me. She didn't tell me. Hey, this is expired. You know, and I wake up. I'm over here about to pour. I pour it into the bowl of, of cereal. And I just, I literally, as soon as I popped it open, I was like, this is kind of funky. As soon as I poured it on the bowl, oh, instant regret. I literally just poured it in the drain. And I was like about to barf right then and there. Threw water in it and everything. Threw my bowl of cereal out. I just couldn't do it. I was like, nope, nope, nope. Can't do it. Lost my appetite and everything. Oh, man. That's that's rough. Mm-hmm. Oh, tell me about it. All right. And then my number one bad smell. And I know you're guilty of this, maybe, as well. A lot of our listeners, more than likely, if you guys work out, if you, uh, if everybody, basically, the girls and guys who work out, they've had it happen in one instance where you just kind of forget about it. Um, whenever you mix your protein and then you leave it there for like, oh. not, not, even, not even two two days, but I'm saying overnight, just overnight. Oof. And then you just like think like, okay, I'm going to just go ahead and wash it out or something. You pop it open. That stench is the most horrendous shit I have ever smelled. And mind you, I've smelled when my kids are sick. Their shit smells horrible. I've smelled dog shit. I've smelled all own shit. i smelled people's other shit. Whenever you walk into the bathroom, there's a stench. That shit is so putrid. And, and the thing is, I, I mix mine with water. So a lot of people do use almond milk and all that shit. So they, they're like, oh, so it can have like a little bit more carbs or their own reasoning. I Mine was water and it stank so freaking bad. It was just so putrid. I was like, nah, I can't do this. I was like, uh-uh. I, 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 I'm, with, I'm with you on that. I, that was that was hell. I washed That was hell. <laughs> I used Clorox. I left a little Clorox in there just to make sure that it was going to be clean. Used some soap and even then, like I could smell the Clorox and everything, washed it out, rinsed it out, everything. Um, even used um, vinegar, like you know, just to you know clean it up just a bit, make sure everything was. It, it just, I, I there was one I think I threw out, like one one of those shaker cups. I threw it out. I was like, "There's no way this shit is not. Like, this is not good." Ever since then, I've been so, I've been not neglectful about that shit. Ever since that shit happened to me, like I have a lot of shaker cups. But I haven't left any more protein or pre-workout on that shit ever again just for that. I don't even know how the pre-workout 
uh, smells after you know you drink it and then you just leave it there. I don't know because I don't want to know. I don't want to find out. So yeah, that's my number one. The protein powder after you shake it up smell and your protein cup. Yep. Pop it open. Yep, that's a good one. All right. Yep. All right. So for my three down, I'm gonna start. I think this is gonna be maybe a controversial one. Maybe maybe not. Maybe not. Um, uh, new car. New car? Is that a bad one? A new car smell. Well, okay. To be fair, if you buy like the ones with the leather interior, it does have that leathery, funky smell. Like to 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 be honest, like I get car sick if I'm riding in one of those. I'll be like, ah, oh, you guys have to air it out just a little bit. So I can't I can't say I don't disagree with you. So you know, I kind of understand that in that aspect. Yeah, I mean, when it, if it for for those that want to that really care about this, um, the the fragrance, the smell that I like to put on my car is black ice. Um, oh, okay. So just so you guys have a, a frame of reference as to what I prefer my car to smell like, black ice. I I don't know what it is. I just like the smell. Um. So, but I know people. There's an option for like uh with you know like the 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 pine tree. That pine tree brand, I don't know what what they're actually called, but the the, the you know the, the car fresheners. Yeah, they they know like the the pine tree. Uh, yeah, brand. There's an option that's new car smell, and I'm just like, who wants that? Like, like who who's like, ah, oh, yeah, I love the smell. Of brand new cars, like I I can live without that. Uh, black ice or maybe something vanilla, but yeah. So that that yeah, new car smell. Don't like it. Uh, number two, cough medicine. Okay, not a fan. Not a fan of the smell of cough medicine. And I think it's mainly because also the fact like it it reminds me of when my mom would like drown my nose in Vicks vapor rub. So <laughs> I think that's like the correlation. Okay. Yeah, because let's let's be real. Like people that grew up with Vicks vapor rub, like especially if you're Hispanic, your parents wouldn't just just put some on your nose. I mean, they would glob it on your nose. It's the point where you can barely breathe. So, so I think I just remember me like facing death, trying to prevent myself from, from getting sick. <laughs> well, there you go. So, so there's that. And then uh, my number one is locker room. Ooh, that's a good one. It is. Uh, the, the worst thing to do is just have a room full of muggy people in one place. And that is a locker room. <laughs> so... Bro, you ain't lying. Because, so I was gonna, I was gonna say that your 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 gym bag one was very similar to one of mine, but it's just that it's a, it's even a larger scale. So essentially, all those gym if those gym bags were all open at the same time, that was be that would be the, the offspring of that. <laughs> yeah, true. So yeah, so that is my three down. And uh, Spencer's three up. And Spencer, you're really going to challenge me with these pronunciations. Um, Azaro Chrome or slash Azaro Chrome Legend. I'm guessing that's a cologne. I'm assuming it's a cologne. I mean, obviously, Spencer really wanted us to use, wanted us to start off this, uh, this, this, you know, obviously he, 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 his recommendation was to use, uh, fragrances. And obviously I'm not a fragrance guy. Like, I mean, I have cologne, but once again, not very well at fragrance. But yeah, you know, uh, Azara, Chrome, uh, Azara Chrome, 
Um, okay. Um, I, I would, I wouldn't know about it. I need to try it for myself. Um, so I'm, maybe I'll get it for, for Christmas or my birthday. Um, <laughs> but yeah, number two, Prada Luna Rosa or Jean Paul Gaultier Le Malais. Right. I'm I'm killing it right now. Jean-Paul Galtier Le Malais. Alright, you French motherfucker. So some more cologne. And then uh number one, Giorgio Armani Aqua de Gio Profondo or <laughs> Paco Rabane one million. Oh one million. <laughs> Alright, so check this out. So to me, the way that sound that sounded, it was the fact that I it it sounded very very bad. What sounded bad? My Italian? No no no. Say it again. Say it again. Say it. Which one? The the very first number one. His number one. Giorgio Armani Aqua de Gio Profondo. To me, that's. it sounds like water from the deepest hole. I mean, that's that's it's 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 Italiano. I know that's what I don't know why I did the I don't know why I did the hand gesture. <laughs> oh my god! Let's, let's look up this bottle. Giorgio Armani. I was like, that. That's why it sounded. Like, that's why I laughed because I was like, oh my god! I was like, that just sounds. I have a dirty mind. Folks, by the way, I have a dirty mind. I can make a dirty joke out of anything. I have a really dirty mind. Good um, God, this yeah. is this is an eighty dollar color. Uh, well, depending where you buy it at, but in Sephora, it's one hundred and two bucks. Uh, That's for the two and a half ounce. Thanks, Spencer. Yeah. You got you got some you got some taste. You got some rich taste. Citrus Quadic Casual Perfume. Maybe one day I become an, uh, I'll become a cologne guy. Or maybe I'll start a YouTube channel of me trying out colognes. <laughs> Just me butchering all these all these names. Mm. But yeah, so that is Spencer's three up. He clearly has a wide a wide taste of cologne. So clearly he's a cologne guy. I am not. Edward, what's your three up? All right. So my three up is actually my number three. It is. Pancakes. Well, for you. <laughs> like fresh, like <laughs> freshly made pancakes. <laughs> well, for you. Yes. What do you mean for me? Yes. Remember, I can't eat pancakes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I just had to think about it for a second. And then I was like, I smell fresh pancakes, waffles, any breakfast kind of stuff. It just it smells good. So is it pancakes or just breakfast food in general? Mm, more than likely, it's like, it has to be like pancakes, eggs, and bacon. Because sometimes right. some people tend to mix in a lot of different things and then just, just like it kills it. It's like that. Um... I don't know why I just thought of uh of Scrandy Electric City. Right. 
Um, I'm going to say number two. And this is not me wanting another kid. This is not me saying that I want to have another kid. But I know this is more of a girl thing. But whenever you bathe a baby, then like you, you smell it, like their head, it's like it's really just calming. Like it just it just calms you down, and you're just like oh, and then the baby like eh, eh. mind you, I, I I still use Johnson and Johnson on my kids. My kids just turned four in October, and yeah, even if they use that shampoo, it, it just it doesn't have that baby smell anymore. So it's not the shampoo, Mister Babies. Vouch for that. It's it's the baby. The baby is the the one that gives you that like. You know, that that calming feeling right here. I'm like, oh, come on, guys, go to sleep. Like, that's my thing. I'm like, come on, guys. Come on, guys. I'm trying to go to sleep. Can y'all go to sleep, too? So, so essentially, you're saying you want another baby. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Like I said, I'm telling these kids. Oh, oh, oh what are you going to do? Sleep. Just like whenever. Well, Norma, Norma just had a baby, right? Yeah. You're going to go sniff that baby? I'm going to sniff the baby. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's okay. He's I, uncle. I, I, uh, I think I think the smell stops. I don't want to say protruding. That just sounds disgusting. But I, I think the smell stops um, coming out from like the top of their head. I want to say when they turn like maybe one or even less than that. Like it's it has to be like that. I guess you could, you could say the new car smells like that new baby smell. No, but I actually know what you're talking about because I remember, remember when Emma was born, she had that same smell too. So I definitely know yeah. what you're talking about. So, so yeah, so it's yeah, it's just, but yeah, so that's my number two. Everybody's gonna look at me or listen to me, and then they think I'm weird. Trust me, I'm. I think if if sure. if either you're a parent or just someone that that just deals with kids, um, I think they'll get it because I, I get it. Say, I, was, I was gonna say I was like all these. These ladies that are listening to the to the podcast who who want kids or who who know what I'm talking about, they're like, "Oh my God, this guy!" Oh, trust me, I'm nothing, not 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 nothing like that. I just I just miss the smell. But no kids, I don't want no kids. Leave me alone. Okay. Nine months later. <laughs> okay. So I mean, I wouldn't mind having one more, but that's it, one more. The, the fact that they is the doctor told me that I can actually have another set of twins. That's, that's don't you put that me. evil on me. That's that's what scares me. That's where I'm like, yeah, no. Don't you don't you put that evil on me, Ricky? <laughs> yeah, I was like, no. I was like, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, but yeah, uh, and then my number one. So my number one is. Um, my number one smell is, and this is probably my the fat ass in me, is the okay, yeah, it's a it's a, the fat ass in me. So, wing stops, medium lemon pepper chicken, like medium or hot lemon pepper chicken. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's I mean, I'm more I'm me. more of a Plucker's uh, spicy lemon pepper okay. guy. I take it back. I take it back. Pluckers, you're right. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Take it back. That one. That I was about to right say, there. I was like, when did Wingstop start making the uh, uh, mild lemon pepper? 
you can it can you just have to ask for it but the thing is like pluckers that pluckers wings oh my god my water just got bleh, moist so let's move on to yours since I'm over here thinking like a fat ass I'm gonna go eat dinner after this actually I'm probably not gonna help <laughs> um, number my number three is Skittles you know my favorite candy um, so instead of tasting the rainbow you smell it as long as you don't as long as you don't stick none up your nose you should be fine I mean, they smell great. I, it's like the one th- that's also like the first thing that I'm excited about when I open up a bag of, of Skittles is just the smell that comes with it. Um, so yeah, it, I definitely, I, I, it lets me know that I'm about to enjoy myself a nice snack. Um, my number two is maple. Okay. Okay. Just not on pancakes, but I like the smell of yeah, maple. Just the, the, the wood. <laughs> I mean, maple syrup, but oh, should okay. probably specify yeah. on that. But maple yeah, syrup. You really- so, not on pancakes, but I mean, I, I love the smell of maple syrup. Good maple syrup, not like, you know, like Aunt Jemima or something like that. But, um, no, I, I also he do wants, like Aunt Jemima. Who wants like that Kodiak, Kodiak cakes, uh, maple syrup? Yeah. And then my number one is mangoes. Oh, all right. Oh. I love mango. Love mango. That's pretty cool. Uh, fun fact. Uh, so when my kid's mom was wasn't pregnant or was pregnant with them, she didn't really have cravings or anything. She had more sickness, but there was this one thing that always threw me off. The one time that she got a mango, grabbed it, and smelled it, and I even asked her, I was like, "Do you want me to cut it up for you, and so we could put it aside, and you know, you can eat it?" She's like, "No, I just like the smell." She sat there. For like a good 25 minutes smelling the mango on the table just smelling it like inhaling the, the flavor the aroma and I was like I mean I love how the mango smells too but I guess that was one of her cravings just the smell not even the eating but just the smelling of it yeah fun fact <laughs> fun fact all right, guys. So that is the show. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, we want to give a shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network or Belly Up Sports. Um, you can go ahead and check out the website at www.bellyupsports.com. Check out all the great articles that they write. That they write. Uh, special shout out to James Kim. Obviously, he's the soccer writer for Belly Up. So you know, go ahead and give him a read. Um, we definitely you know share his work whenever we can. On, on Twitter. Um, so yeah, make sure you guys, once again, check out uh, their website, www.bellyupsports.com. Also, shout out to the Unhinged Radio, powered by Belly Up. Obviously, right now, we're currently in a hiatus with the radio, but that's because we're trying to do some tinkering, making sure we can give you guys a better 24-7 coverage of sports podcasting. Um, but follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Radio Unhinged. Sorry, at Radio Unhinged. So you will be uh, updated to when we have some announcements on the status of the return of of the unhinged radio shout out to Alejandra Gomez and her, and her company ANG graphics. Obviously they created the insert name FC logo. We love the logo. We love her. Edward definitely loves her. So go ahead and follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, a.g.graphics with an X hit her up. If you need a logo done, she'll take good care of you. Just how she took good care of us. Okay. There you go. Um, 
And then, of course, shout out to our beat maker, Roosevelt Spencer. Um, I think we've said everything that we need to say and more. Um, there's just, there's just no way we can show our, our true appreciation for Spencer. He, he works his ass off every single day for us. He makes amazing beats, makes us sound as, as best as we can. Um, even though we don't help him that well. Um, but you know what? He comes, he comes in every single time and, and does a, such a great job. Uh, obviously the banger that he dropped with that, with that Donkey Kong beat was, is still my favorite. Um, I think Edward actually wants the actual beat, Spencer. I want the actual song so I can act, or at least like if it's on Apple Music or something, like I would want to save it on my phone. So oh, yeah. I can listen to it to hype me up for working out. So there you go, Spencer. He, he needs a, a hype list for his workouts. So he wants Donkey Kong beat. But yeah, if you guys love the beats, if you guys just, you know, love Spencer, well, follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, at that guy dope. Um, yeah, there's no, we love Spencer so much that he is the namesake of our player of the year award, which will we be announcing? On December 31st. So make sure you guys stay tuned for our ceremony. <laughs> Does that mean we have to dress up, Edward? I don't know, bro. Not even going to lie to you. We'll, we'll figure something out. But yeah, anyways, thanks for listening to episode 65. Catch us next week for episode 66, the Trent. Alexander Arnold episode. Oh yeah. Yep, that's it. That, that's 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 all we got going for us. But yeah, thanks for <laughs> listening and catch us next week. Um and once again follow us on Instagram and Twitter at insert name FC. All right. Take care guys. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.